gonna happen? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> this uh, is episode 15 of the Dad Bod Pod. Welcome to the show. Um, we are here today, if nothing else, um, to disabuse any notions you might have that Sumner Abraham is a bot that resides in our collective unconscious. Um, yes, yeah. We have a guest today. Yeah. yeah, we shouldn't even be talking. It's okay. My name's Sumner Abraham. I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. And I'm a uh, more than a bot, but glad to be on episode 16, yeah. 15. That's yeah, technically 16. There's one 16. we don't talk about. Ah, uh, that's right. He who must not be named. That's right. <laughs> um, Sumner, are you a, an active playing member of the Dad Bod League? I'm not. I'm we've, not. We've heard rumors of that as well. And yet here you are. You've been paying attention yeah. to what's been going on. I, I mean, or have you? Yeah, how much, or have you? How much attention are we talking about? <coughs> it's a total fair question. I was uh, any sharing, attention is attention. Yeah, I think, I was, as far as I'm concerned, sharing this with Cody, there have been different points in time where my attention has been more focused than others. Uh, when you look down at your group me, and there's um, 343. <laughs> um, I think that was the highest that it ever was. I was like, wow, there's um, a lot of activity. Can't necessarily make it up. But then when there's there, there have been a few peaks of drama um, on the group me. That's true. This um, is the first recording since maybe the <laughs> Mount Everest yeah. of drama. Yeah, so I kind of feel like I was at base camp for a lot of the time, to go with yeah. the Everest analogy. Um, and very few times <laughs> did I ascend to the peak uh, <laughs> for fear of what lies there. There's and an interesting. I really come back. There's, there's nothing to be afraid of. No, and I think obviously at the peak, to keep running with it. We've all, what's the disease you get up at, in that rarefied hair? Elevation sickness. Elevation sickness, rickets, yeah. the bends. <laughs> mm, all of it. I, I told you I was a doctor, son. <laughs> when you go way... Uh, when you, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> there's something to that, and there's kind of a funny conundrum in there, which is that when you've engaged the group me, and I want to remark that you called it your group me, because to I me... said the group me. No, you said your. Zach, fact check that. Um, you said when you look at your group me and see 340 messages, I, maybe it was like kind of a little like appropriate slip. Ah, perfect. Um, because when you've engaged, you have elevated your own posts to the summit. And I want to just say, though, the fact that you're engaging at all base camp or not to me in a league you're not playing in is a source of endless fascination for all of us. Um, Including your father. <laughs> so what's really funny, like, so I'm surprised that episode hasn't generated more chatter yet, but... Zero buzz. Did, zero buzz for the... Did the, you listen to episode 14? Yes. Oh, yeah. He's one of, like, and I spoke three. with Wait. And I spoke with the guest about said episode. Yeah. Wow. After the fact? After the fact. I think wow. half the league hasn't listened to it yet. That guest, who wasn't Sumner, spoiler alert was sitting in this uh, chair last night, and he said he connected with you. Uh, full disclosure, Jamie and I sat down with the episode 14 guest, who is Sumner, not Sumner, and specifically to sort of like, kind of like bust your balls a little bit. This league used to be called Check Your Balls. <laughs> and um, for good health-related reasons. Typically and, my fantasy name is Turn Your Head and Coughlin. <laughs> It's important. It's important work. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, I think we were both maybe a little surprised that the episode 14 guest uh, ended up totally affirming the value and nature of the league and maybe your inclusion in it. We were, I was like trying to throw softballs and say, man, being a chief resident must be hard, even harder in your day. How did you, how did you do it? And he was like, that's great if Sumner wants to be a part of it. I'm pretty sure he also said that uh, you and everyone in your class is, is soft. Yeah, wimps was the word. <clears throat> yeah, there's uh, some... Compared to uh, the elder days. Yeah, I would call it generational dissonance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to where there's things that I can be held accountable for. Yeah. Uh, like showing up to the podcast. Some things that I can't be held accountable for, such as rules. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that I don't know if we want to get into this now or get into this later. Um, I think that um, in the words of the good uh, Dr. Wispaway, um when I asked him, so the dad bod pod, and he chuckles in the way that only you and your father can. <laughs> and he says, there just is, there are a few things like it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a man of few words. Yeah. We're unique. That's right. That's right. I think this is a catapult. Well, I'm going to turn it over to our host. I'm just a friend of the pod. I feel like I probably used my last name to probably grind the gears a little bit and get you here but I'm just an interloper uh, job seeking street preacher uh, who really I want to defer to y'all have you ever preached on the street define preach <laughs> I feel like That's several times great answer, great answer. Uh, I mean um, I've sung well this isn't about me there's video on the internet <laughs> Me doing a lot of things on the street. Sumner Abraham is here. I think there's one obvious question that we all want to know. Yeah. And you just, you know, it's just why. And, you know, we can ask it. (laughs) I think that's what we've been beating around the bush here for. As I was saying, I I feel like... We've got nothing else to ask. The big W's really stand out. Why? Who... Who? Who? That that was was a big one. A little more bio. Yeah, yeah, tell us some more. I mean, Jackson, Mississippi. And then... Why? Yeah, get him out of here. Who... What, because I think Seth hit on this a little bit, like, what is your level of engagement with League? Like, clearly, you've listened to some pods, you've commented on some things, so there is a level of engagement, but I think we're all kind of wondering, what is that level? And then, yeah, the biggest one, and this is the one we're setting up for our listeners in Act 3, is why. Right. Maybe an epilogue is where? Where do you see all this going? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's... And then all five of them. And then I, I want. When, when do you find the time to do yeah, this? Yeah. And then we'll circle back to this. But I also would love to know, uh, what, what, like, what's been your read on all this stuff? All right. You know, you know, can we let's let's backtrack just a little bit. Let's 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 uh, let's ask some simple stuff first. <laughs> Just Don't bury the lead what, here, what is Matt? simpler than those five basic questions? So, who the hell so, are you? You know, you know it's a real root cause analysis here. You man. grew up in Mississippi. Zach does the hard work of uh, editing this. You got married to Sarah. Where are you? Oh, or does she have a name? We don't know. She, she's nameless, but if you were to nameless. give her one, maybe you might call her Sarah. Sarah. We need to ask Robert uh, why he went that route in the first place. Curious. Where did you guys meet? It's curious. Uh, met at Ole Miss. Okay. Do you have um, any kids? We have one son named oh. Harrison. Um, How old is he? 
So I, yeah, I am a dad. So yeah, that's kind of like where's your the, dad? Uh, oh, you're, you're more qualified to be in this league than we are. Way more. This qualified. is not true. <clears throat> uh, one son, one child on the way, and oh uh, wow, yeah, early May. So wow, um, congrats. Yeah, thanks. Um, did medical school at the University of Mississippi. All right. Um, my mom's from Belzona, Mississippi, catfish capital of the world. Um, Have you ever caught a catfish with your bare hands? Would you be surprised if I said yes? No. Okay. Yes. Okay. It's called hand grappling. That's what it which is. Which is yeah. not as um, adventurous as one might think. Awesome. No, have you heard about this? No, like the fish tickling? <clears throat> fish tickling. Yeah, so there's some... Um, there's uh, different methods, right? Like uh, ways that you do it that are irresponsible, so I should have to be oh. intoxicated. Um, and then there are ways where you do it if you just want to do So maybe it. I've read about the irresponsible <laughs> toxic... But no, this is yeah. a thing. You like dive down like along the banks, right? Or just and walk you, or wade and you take okay. a glove and you just stick it in like chicken liver and then put your hand in and... Wait for a huge wait, catfish, right? And then as soon as you feel like your legs are about to give out, just do like a little squat and up comes a catfish. But you yeah. don't eat those because typically they're gross. Oh, interesting. Wait, why are they gross? All that runoff coming down from Iowa, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Makes sense to me. Yeah, because, <laughs> because where you would go, they're like <laughs> okay. moving fresh water is where the, in an ideal environment. We don't have to get into the farming and the okay. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I do yeah, this okay. a lot. Your mom's from Catfish County. Eagle yeah. rabbit um, Yeah, and then we moved to Charlottesville in the summer of 2016. For residency. For residency. Okay. Which will come to a conclusion um, in May and we'll be around for another year and then... For chief residency. Yeah, and then after that, who knows? Uh, listen to episode 14 to learn all about chief residency. <laughs> <laughs> See... Um, what, do you have a specialty, a yeah, focus? What, we asked. What are you uh, hoping to do? Yeah, cancer would be the kind of okay. realm that um, I would hope to operate in. All right, I'm friends yeah. with some of those docs. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's important work. Yeah, we can talk offline about who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's in, who's in your circle and see nameless it. doctors? Sure, nameless. It's good with I, nameless I, wives. I think a lot of members in the league are kind of up in the air about Charlottesville as location for the future. But what are the mm. odds that you're here longer than a year versus? Yeah, so we'll say um, if Las Vegas were setting the odds, it would it would be the prohibitive favorite. Um, Las Vegas would be. <laughs> <laughs> no, if Las Boom! Vegas Go, going to Vegas. <laughs> Is that where the dad bod draft is? Sorry, Amazing. I don't want to. <laughs> it's a possibility. I don't want to put words no. in anybody's mouth. Um, but like, do uh, you thinking of a fellowship here in Charlottesville? Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, we yeah we're content with our community here. So we'd love to stick around. Speaking for a while. of your community here, who are you tightest with? I mean, you're you're tight with Cody. Right. We've confirmed yeah, you, so, so, you exist in yeah, the world. Hold on, we're gonna, hold on. We're gonna we're gonna get to this in right. terms of the um how was um. Yeah. Okay. okay. Not one of the questions. Yeah, I'm interrupting too much. Um, All right. I don't know if there's more to the who than that that people would find interesting. Um, cool. That I can think of. I was just curious who you Have you played who fantasy you know? football before? Yeah. I'm currently in multiple leagues. What? What? All of which are. Hold <laughs> 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 on. We're going to get to the one. News alert. Yeah. Um, are you playing in a championship game this weekend? I'm not. That's sad. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Hmm, we don't okay. talk about other leagues. We don't usually, but we're also talking about someone who's not even a member yeah. of our league. Your right. co-hosts may be facing off against each other in the finals in another league. Wait, you're part of a third league? Yeah, and I might have Josh Gordon in the <laughs> league. He does. Not to mention... Is this a Charlottesville league, too? 
Because what's different, so I, I'll confess right now, since we're in the confession booth, I'm in, I was in three leagues. I'm going to get out of the IJM one because a guy tried to fight me in there. And Verbal altercation or physical? It, it was verbal that almost became physical <laughs> because I said something about white people that really triggered him. And then I've also been in this other kind of remote league that was meant to connect a bunch of like kind of radical pastor people. Um, and I haven't even met more than one or two of them. And I'm in the championship game. That's a weird one because it's actually kind of a duel. You had to beat someone over two weeks. And then now I have I made the championship game in that one. Uh, it was a $50 buy-in. But I don't like it as much. It's on the ESPN platform. I Guys, I just wanted to confess. This is the end of the room. You're in multiple leagues, Sumner. And you've been listening to the... So in a sense, wait a minute. Shoot, you've been still in So I want to wildly speculate that actually something makes so much more sense now because we've been talking our little chatter, 12 guys who pay a lot of attention on the pod. And we, while we shovel a lot of Calminer, we are also distilling like those... And if we're in a time thing. Of, so I wonder if you've been using like some of our polls, some of our oh my. When so you say multiple leagues, can we hear a number? Three. Right. Three leagues. So well, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. So if we're in a time of confession, I want to jump to how. This is my league, is though. Dad you box. have a child and another one on the way, and you're in residency, and you're in three leagues. I'm gonna tell my dad. Ooh. <laughs> and you listen to our podcast for yeah. tips. Though. How many pods have you listened to? Three. Oh, okay. Uh, well, shoot, now I think. I'm a little disappointed. All right. Now. Well, that. I Are we really coming to confession? Shoot, yeah. Was, I think I thought. I think I thought you had listened uh, to like maybe 75% of the podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Which ones have you listened yeah, to besides ones? episode 14? Episode 14. Episode 8 was. Um, we can. Robert? We can, we can go through. Uh, oh, I, can, I can pull up my check. podcast app. That's um, amazing. Very interested in accuracy. Uh, episode ten. I mean, so I mean, episode ten for our listeners at home is could be worse. That was five of us. Uh, Jack kickers. Mid-season yeah, rules. that was Zach's. You listen, you listen that was thirty ten. minutes of Zach's uh, kicker monologue. Oh, and then um, I listened to episode four because that oh, is Trey. Uh, Co. Uh, Trey was on it. You know Trey. I know Chrissy. Okay. Uh, or okay. Family's wife. Sure. Sure. Wife. Yeah. I think she's a she's a recognized co Well, she's a drug dealer, so you run to her occasionally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yep. But she's a full uh, co so. Alright, we're, we're yeah, totally so who, um, What was the next? Why, how, who, where? I mean, what is like, what is the level of engagement? So three podcasts, some group me following, and then I think beyond that, and you mentioned this before, that you have some observations as an unbiased non-member of the league and if we're talking about this Mount Everest analogy some of us are Sherpas in manufacturing a little bit of drama yeah you know kind of bringing this dramatic tension to the league Uh, but also trying to keep the other guys alive but we we just call it pod fodder so that we have things to talk about who's a Sherpa I would consider all three of us right now. That's right. We're sherpaing right now, but yeah. Whoa, I'm just gonna throw you with this And when you answer this question of Jamie's, I'd love you to go all the way back to draft night and sort of the why. How did I get to Tibet? How did you? Get... <laughs> 
How did you even think about this, this, embarking on the This train? season's been seven years long in Tibet. Um, see what I did there? The, but edit that out, Zach. Like, why you said yes to that? I'm still, like, flabbergasted that anyone was a substitute drafter in last year's draft. Yeah. So, but, yeah. Start there, and I'm going to shut up for real this time. Yeah. Uh, Trey, you're welcome for this. Um, so, this is when Travis can become uh, Commissioner Goodell. Um, where, so, uh, there was a, I guess, a series of conversations I had with Travis about things unrelated, and he said, Do you um, engage in fantasy football? I said, Yes. Um, is, is that how he phrased it? And I was going to say, in a typically roundabout way, like, no, it he's was not. He's fishing. He's got the. He's got the. He's got the chicken it. liver in his hand. He's kind of down so there hard. waiting. Yeah. So do you is he actually going <laughs> to? My words, not his. Um, I said, yeah, I would like if you need somebody to play. Like I really enjoy doing it. It's great. I think that um, it's a great way to connect people mm-hmm. who don't really know one another well. Um, were my words um he said yeah i'm in a league we may have full participation we may not Mm. i'll keep you in mind and i said sounds good this must have been caleb's uh hemming and hawing Mm. that is yep there's some consternation yeah he's been hemming and hawing all season about this other thing all season so then there was a couple (laughs) weeks that went by no word yeah. I've just been a few more drafts, one at Cordon Hall, one at Random Row, Ooh, one over the in internet. Person, in person, public. public I love things. this idea because we looked at Beer Run's new back room for ours. How did that, I'm going to just, not going to throw us off. How did, was it like our in-person draft, but just at a bar? It was. With if stickers you can, and stuff? Yep. Awesome. Wow. Cordon Hall has great Wi-Fi too. So if you post up I in the back room, guys. it's free to just reserve it and today's episode is brought to you by cardinal hall charlottesville's one and only german beer garden back to you sumner yeah so um so wait i'm sorry you're in a charlottesville fantasy football league is this like other residents? hospital hospital, hospital. Uh, all right yeah, yeah i forgive him yeah um i'm gonna tell my dad and oh. then and then i kind of forget exactly wait. what transpired but um i honestly think and Travis and I are not on the record talking about this, but I think Travis felt a little bit of um, guilt for maybe extending a half invitation uh, when it wasn't really on the table. And so I think the consolation was, ah, just come to the draft. The, the I think if we so, learned anything about Travis, it's that he's a guilt-driven wait, wait, commissioner. Wait, wait, the, con- the consolation was that he put you to work. Uh, <laughs> consolation is like hurting he, te- words, Matt. he teased you further he's and, like hey come he watch said, us having fun some night and, and, <laughs> and make sure things don't get out of hand and make sure everybody follows the rules um so i kind of took it as um it was a kind thing to think of me to yeah. um like oh we were having a conversation about fantasy football let's connect you with people that you may not know um and then i thought it was it would have been really easy to say um hey, uh, that spot's been filled. We don't need you. I think the harder thing to do is say, hey, we don't need you, and you're welcome to come to the draft. Mm. And so there was a point in time where I was like, well, I don't know if he's being serious or not, but I don't have anything to do. I enjoy fantasy football. I know 30% of This was the one other night you didn't have anything to do in the past four months? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Did you know before? So th- this kind of gets to the um, 
kind of the degrees of separation that I think are kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tell us about it. So my work overlaps with um, Traco's nameless wife. Okay. Which is interesting. She a pharmacist? Yep. Drug mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Okay. You knew Travis as a neighbor? Person, knew Travis as a neighbor. Church. Uh, yeah, church, neighbor, and then oh, you Cody. Church, yeah, and Cody awesome. and his nameless wife um, are great friends of my nameless wife and I's. Okay. Gotcha. I'm probably going to stumble on the name. Because as we learned in uh, episode 14, you don't otherwise have a life. Correct. If you're um, doing this right. But you, then, have, but you have all these friends. And then my nameless wife is from the same town as Zach. Whoa. Tupelo. Tupelo, Mississippi. Draft night, did you know I had my met. nameless dad was my dad? Correct. You did? I did. Oh, I mean, we're one all, of the we're coolest things. Seth, we're one of the coolest related. things. And, 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 and I hope this goes in the pods. People can listen. One of the coolest things that is that I've seen in residency, and I mean this with all sincerity, is your dad talking about August the 11th. Hmm. Um, in the church? And, the night before. Yeah, yeah, and and how um, he he cried as he was given a talk about how proud of you he was. Oh wow! Which was don't a really make cool me cry thing. Now. Um, yeah, it was like a really cool thing. My parents don't uh, usually come forth with uh, yeah, no, that it was, kind of uh, stuff in person. Really cool thing at the hospital in front of lots of different people, um, and there was a clip of you from. Was this? Oh, was this mini med school? Mm-hmm. Well. At, it wasn't. Or what was it called? Uh, um, it was about the kind of to play off of the statues of Charlottesville and the statues. Oh, right. of the what system. are the Confederate statues? What are the in Confederate? Medicine? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, it was I, a really cool moment, and I think that if oh, everyone wow. in the league were to have been there, it would have been like kind of like a you get a chill up your back. Wow. Um, that's, so anyway. re- that's special to hear. Thank you. Yeah. I, no, uh, it was cool, and it was really cool to. Um, yeah, there's a lot about that that was really neat. I think I think so I, knew I knew about and, that, and so I knew of I knew of that piece before the draft because that happened before the draft. Oh, okay. Then I'm thinking of a different event. Um, I knew I helped him with his PowerPoint for his original Confederate statues in medicine that he gave at the Brigham in Boston. Correct. He used uh, he used the same thing. I gave him later. some slides or something. Yeah. Um, well, that's special. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no, and so and so because we're like very stoic Dutch people, so in person, like every compliment I've ever gotten in my life. But I mean, that's <laughs> deep and powerful because the hospital has a special place in my heart. I grew up thinking I had to be a doctor partly because my dad always knew what was wrong, and I was like, well, that's just the insurance. Like, and I mean, the downside of that is when you're the kid of a doctor, especially like my dad, you never get home kept home sick from school unless you're running like a 105 degree fever and puking up bile which are literally the only times i got kept home from school like ever i remember getting picked up early because they're like your son totally has like the flu (laughs) um but the obviously like upshot is he always knew what was wrong with us and uh in a good way uh you know what i mean 
Yeah. So anyway, wow, that's no, it was. I didn't realize that. So you knew coming into draft night. I knew coming into draft night that the same person that the Doctor Whisperway was very emotional about and showed a video of was going to be there. And I was like, oh wow, this is really cool. I get to actually meet Seth. So what was your impression of me on draft night? Because (laughs) I will preface that, and please, you were sincere. You almost brought me to tears. So I'm going to ask you to continue to be sincere. Draft night after a hell of a year, and that was right on the other side of the one-year anniversary. So, for me, as a way to kind of cut loose and take off the the collar and everything, I I have a lot of fun and, and cut loose. We were like, this is like, be honest. We were like, was this Doctor Whisper? Like, uh, no, that was not my my um my when I was driving back to my house. My thought was, I mean, you've seen the videos and pictures. The, Dad bods is a safe group, uh-huh. um, and the group me I feel like also too with the tensions and the complexities that are there like is a safe group. Yeah, um, this has been a life. I mean, if it's not clear, if you listen to the other podcasts, this is and these guys know it personally too. Like a very life giving outlet for me, and I like time where I can't be really. And I don't even think I said that much in my episode because I can't be that out and honest online uh due to so yeah it's it's yeah. a healthy outlet due to i mean i'll say it now but like yeah i mean literally like death threats and like this and that so it's all of a piece yeah no and like i think that and we can get to the um to the latter part that it's i think is probably the most um important observation is that fantasy football is a good thing Mm. And I think that um, you could say have, more. <laughs> well, no, 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 and that, and that, and that I think that the that the most um, attractive thing, even though my participation, y'all probably give me more credit than I have actually um, been engaged with. But I think it is like fantasy football is good, and I think that um, dad the dad bod pod the dad bod league is evidence of that. So this was like just another kind of Charlottesville connection, if I'm understanding you right, that kind of fused organically with some of these other leagues you're in you're in one related to the medical community correct and a second in charlottesville um there's a couple of us who are in charlottesville that did a um kind of virtual draft but we all right chose to do it outside Um, of the home and do you have designs on this league i mean we basically heard my dad uh set you up i mean we don't want to mess with Dr. Whisperboy potentially. You know, what's funny is actually, maybe you saw this in the group B, but Travis was like, or maybe he messaged this to me personally. It might've been personal. He was like, I think we need to let your dad in the league. <laughs> it sounds like he needs an outlet. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we can get to my motion that I'll make. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. You heard it here first. <clears throat> I'm excited. What's this motion? We'll get to it. Um, so I think have, that we're still talking. You have congressional about you standing. Such a tease. Such a tease. Stay tuned later. This episode oh. is brought to you by Sumner's pending motion. <laughs> he has a sense of timing. I respect the hell out of I, that. I do, and we keep interrupting him. I do. So we were talking about the who, um, and then the what, uh, and yeah. then I think probably that probably transitions to the why. I forget. There's a couple of other connections. I, I knew that you were connected with Cody, and then I knew Robert. Um, I had never met. I never met. Jamie, I'd never met, um, I never met Caleb, which he wasn't there. Yeah. He was in Colorado. Colorado, yeah. Or Idaho? Colorado. Oh, really? Yeah. Some mountain. I think he was supposed to be in Montana. 
Yeah, and then I knew Sean's fires. father-in-law, but I never met Sean and That's heard a lot about Sean. Wild. But yeah, so anyway, there's we're several points of That's crazy. connection. And so it's kind of a fun excuse to come to the draft to put names with faces. Draft night is kind of the best night of every fantasy football year. So much hope and promise. Yeah. (laughs) And you get to have tidbits for your weeks. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so the the wise, um, I guess, points of connection. And then, too, there has to be some selfish interest at some point, right? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So I may or may not have used... some tips, pointers, draft pickups. Whoever picked up Nick Chubb and said that it was a good bet, thank you. That was me, and I Matt, dropped him. You. I'm so upset. <laughs> oh, I might uh, be playing the he's championship. He's been an RB1 all if I have the way. Not, he's, supposed to be, he's a top 10 running back now. That's yeah, so I used him in a blockbuster trade in another league because there was a lot of... You hear um, that, League? Sumner's been using anyway. us. Wow. Yeah, since wow. the game. So Matt, I, thank you. You were very. Yeah, there was a lot of analysis. I mean, I'm sorry as, you didn't. Much make as we laugh shit. and joke and drink on draft night, people bring out their spreadsheets. For sure. I mean, even draft night this year was bigger than usual. Yeah. I mean, the biggest turnout, the longest event. I mean, people were over at our place till three a.m. It was late. It was late. Oh wow! It I didn't realize that. Bleep. Uh, wait. So. Are you joining our league next year? Uh, Would you like to see, is this your motion to expand to 14 teams? So my uh, motion was going to be um, that uh, if there was consideration for expansion Mm -hmm. and there needed to be an even number, that the Dr. Brian Whispleway would be given... And I say that because of his very generous, and I told him, um, I guess it was on Monday. Yeah. I said, You're way too generous. (laughs) (laughs) He was more generous than we wanted him to be, I think. (laughs) I was just in awe of that whole conversation. I was sitting there, and your dad has a sense of gravitas about about him. The ultimate sense. And just, just from, you know, some small signaling from you, I get the sense that like your dad is a big deal in the medical community when it comes to infectious disease and all these things. And I'm, I'm sitting there, one, in a complete state of ignorance, but two, just knowing that, like, no, he's a big deal that I should be in awe of. And that <laughs> tension was really interesting for me. So... Sumner, do you have any way to give context for people like me that like know that they should be in awe, but don't know exactly what they're in awe of? And I'll add to this. I mean, we already alluded to this a little bit earlier with your kind sharing, but like my dad was not someone who brought his work home with him. Like I absorbed, I think, a lot of my worldview and priorities by osmosis, but he didn't come home and say, this is what we need to care about. So I'll just piggyback that on the Jamie's questions because I sent you this thing earlier. Yeah. Um, so Seth sent a, um, I guess, a series of sayings that um, his dad may or may not use um, frequently um, that a group of former residents gave to him with kind of some translations um, that are quite humorous. That's um, good, right? Yeah, but I think one of the coolest things is I think that we all have people in our fields or in our work that you encounter, or just in your life, that you encounter, and um, to Jamie's point, you know just by talking to them, 
that there's kind of more to the story. Some may call that humility, but there's probably some just like, um, you know that you're dealing with somebody of pretty big importance. Within the program and within the whole school of medicine, there's um, a reverence mm. um, of whatever Dr. Boy says, you need to kind of like soak it up. So we have a conference once a week that um, Dr. Boy runs. For the residents? Oh yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> um, I guess to well, use he's the... like endowed now. He doesn't give any books. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? I mean, he never did. But there, I think there's also that piece, like he never came home and said, you kind of have to... And part of that is being introverted. He's very introverted. But he also didn't want to put on. Like, he was just like, this is the call. He's turned down. So I would always say I have to brag for him. He'd turn down the head medical school job at Duke or Hershey, Pennsylvania or mm-hmm. whatever because... His call was to be with patients, um, but like yeah. you would never know unless. And I only teased out the most basic anecdotes. He's got some wild stories from New York, New, New Jersey, and like the back back in the day. Oh um, my God. But he was part of the first AZT trials um, at Harvard, um, and but yeah, you have to really pull it out of him. Yeah, and at the time that he was training was when HIV was. Um, yeah, he never went in saying, I'm going to be an infectious disease right. doc. I think the one begat the other. Yeah, and those that trained at that particular time are probably like the best doctors that are around. Mm. Um, Interesting. Um, and I think he's the best of the best. But anyway, so it's kind of like a stump the Schwab. Um, to oh, he's like the, the goodwill hunting of like ID is sort of my impression. And it's like <laughs> you come with a case wow. that's come into the hospital like within the last 24 hours. Nobody has a clue what's going on. And you essentially present the case and the residents are trying to use their collective brain power. And typically you'd have the answer as to what's going on pretty quickly. And it's, um, but it's great for, um, great for learning. And it's, and it's a cool, it's a treat to. Even um, in my own life. I mean, again, I, I feel like I can say this cause he never brought it home himself, but I've heard secondhand. So just like I heard from you secondhand, I've heard secondhand about like live saved because this or that doctor and it's not throwing anyone else under the bus like yeah. couldn't diagnose whatever was going on in someone else's spine this and that and he saw it and he called it and like this happened to like a guy who used to play football um with my cousin up in north jersey and had some terrible infection and they didn't know what was going on and they would be like where'd this really nice bottle of wine come from and uh <laughs> Oh yeah, Dave Tellish's family or something like that. There's something like that in here. I mean, I, my dad might become a listener of the pod now, so I got to be careful to say only things. I have doubts, but continue. <laughs> that I'd say in front of him. So this thing Sumner's referring to, um, some residents gave him a few years ago called Wispelwisms, and it is true that my dad does lean on the same phrases and phraseology, sort of like I do over and over and over again. And so they made a plaque that translates, right? Here are the things you're going to hear from Dr. Whispelway, like ad nauseum. And there was my Jersey accent. Um, ad nauseum, uh, when you are a medical student or resident mm-hmm. at the University of Virginia Hospital. And they translated them. And one of them is... Um, uh, and the like, do you want to translate that one? Like, cause he does say that, like, meaning, you know, the way some people end qu- sentences with, so like our right. generation, we're just like, so we're recording the podcast and Sumner's here. So my dad ends questions or sentences with, and the like, 
nonstop. <laughs> when you've heard that, before you saw Wispelwisms, what did you think that was? Not to make this about Wispelways right here. Um, so I think that... Um, you've heard that from them before. Yes, and so my kind of... I'm trying to think of the most appropriate... We see this. Analogy. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's kind of like... Um, if uh, I were to say, in observing the uh, dad bod group me, um, mm. there's tension between um, Traco because he thinks that Travis Piquel is like Commissioner Goodell and the like. And the like. Yeah. <laughs> and whole whole books could be filled with in the like. Yeah, because oh. there's... Cause That's there's, a great uh, analogy. Because there's there's a lot there. Because in the in the translation at the hospital, when my dad, when a, a kind of know-it-all doctor says, and the like, and you say, use it about Travis and Trey, the translation is, to discuss justly the years of pathophysiological and clinical research that have contributed to the intriguing subtlety of this case would risk the loss of your attention and my precious time. Also, we see this is sort of related to what you were saying. Yeah, we see this. Translation. Yeah. Um, trying to think of an appropriate dad bod uh, translation. We see this would be. Um, <laughs> what would be appropriate? When there's lots of conversation about um, lots of people invested in fantasy football for a while, and then all of a sudden Derek Henry has this really preposterous game, and you Top say, "Top ten of all time." And you say, "You know, I've been in." several leagues and you know we see this the most <laughs> unlikely the most unlikely That's participant great. may or may not be in the championship so league. apropos to your discussion of my father who's technically your boss ish a boss a boss we see this the translation apropos to your analogy to the dad bod league is you will never see this again <laughs> <laughs> all right so Back to this. You are resident, becoming chief resident. You play plentiful fantasy football. You have made a motion that we, God, I said I would never say this again, but like fully snake eat our own tail that an actual dad in the Jamie slapping his forehead. But it's appropriate. I give up. Because I've totally hijacked the pod. A dad of the dad bod league joined the league but you didn't answer the question a do you want to whether we go to 14 or um i don't know premier league style uh we'll just say 14 for now to, to yeah <laughs> and and then some of the i don't know why what you've loved and i promise i'm going to shut up at this point as far as my own questions go because i'm like what are your observations and because this may be yeah. the last pod and maybe the league is actually going to die and like go down in a ball of flames and just tumble down mount everest Not you can pod. just say <laughs> say yeah have a have a good kind of epilogue with travis next week say whatever is on your mind and heart sumner um i think that the dad bod is proof that fantasy football is good and so i think that if regardless oh, yeah, if it's the um if it's the last pod or the last year of the league, um, yeah, I think that the that, it, that it's proof that fantasy football is good. We killed um, it. I think that in terms of culture, I think that I've referenced that the um, quality of said culture in the league is, um, I would say, even at fever pitch. Um, it's kind of like reading a Donna Tart. <laughs> 
oh, what? novel. Um, who wrote The Secret History or The Goldfinch? Not since breakfast. Not since no, breakfast. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's kind of like reading uh, one of those novels when you read through the text. There's good character development that's happened over the course of the season. I think some people have uh, changed. I think that there's Ooh, been uh, a building show on, kind of a coming of age of some. Give us the juice. Um, give us the meat, red meat. Well, no, I mean, like I, I think that you yeah, can take I'm like at the high level right now. So yeah, so you keep, don't want you keep, want generalities. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, keep, keep going because yeah. I feel um, yeah. So right we've now. said Donna Tart novel, Secret History. We'll say Buildings Roman, a coming of age for some. Um, I think that um, more importantly, I think that your Amazon wish list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's more recommendations uh, after that, but. Um, yeah, I think ultimately it's a, I mean, it's a fun thing and it's kind of hilarious as an outsider to just kind of watch people be that invested, um, which is great. Um, and that it's queer that there's um, pretty high traffic that um, one outsider can't honestly keep up with that frequently. <laughs> yeah, so I think that I fooled you all, um, but I'm happy to have fooled you. I'm happy to uh, say that. Gotcha, um, suckers! I do feel a little <laughs> pumped, deceived. A little deep. Just a yeah, little, a little deceived. I've, yeah. Definitely thought you'd been reading more messages. Don't get me wrong. I do read, like, I do read it. But when there's 343 messages at the end of the day, I can't read them all. And to be fair, the fact that you listen to any pod episode ever is still mind-boggling. And what I love about this is we all had questions about what your level of engagement was. I think we all assumed it to be a little bit higher than it was in actuality. But the great thing is that... It could have been wish fulfillment. Keeping it at a fairly low level, like, on the one hand, is like, I only listened to three podcast episodes. That's still, like, two hours worth of content. <laughs> I only sometimes... Great content. I only sometimes read the group me messages. Rich content. That's still a lot that you're actually reading. So even at that low level, like, that's almost more interesting... That you're not keeping up with everything, but you're still checking in from time to time. Yeah. So it's nice to have a pulse. That's right. What what is it like to have just a general pulse on the league? You know, when it comes to podcasts, yeah. episodes one, four, <laughs> ten. I think Especially it's knowing what, that you're so into fantasy football. Like I think maybe it's what, now you're like gauging us. Maybe we thought we we're like, oh, should we let right. Sumner in? I feel like the tables have turned, and now you've been in the in the listening of this episode that you've been like. Well, do I deign to join them? Well, I think it. I, I think that you could, uh, in pretty safe assumption, if you were to average out the number of um, texts per day and the fact that there is a podcast, um, I would say that it's like the um, standard bearer uh, for fantasy football leagues <laughs> going forward. If you guys there's if there's a combine. Uh, yeah, and I think that that's what the seed that should be planted today right. at the conclusion of the season. Um, good luck um, to those who are still playing this weekend. But I think that um, I think that the combine needs to happen. Would you say that we're nothing more than kind of an Icarus after this season if the combine <laughs> doesn't happen? Get even closer to the sun than Everest. Like, like we have to call our own bluff, is what you're saying. That or to kind of live into the potential that's there. Yeah. Yes. Can you talk to us to more? speak a new reality? Can you talk to us more about that? Because I think a lot of this is we can't tell what's happening. We're too close to it. 
And <laughs> this all happened with no foresight. There was no there was no vision. There was no roadmap. It's just happening and we don't know what it is. But you have an outsider's perspective that now you're saying there's a potential that you could live up to. But the, the thought in the, the back of all of our minds is that this is all just a waste of time and like no, we shouldn't have even done this. Yeah, so yeah, so, so to push us in one direction. What's the card or the other, worse? Like, is you, this the real thing? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but I mean, as an outside perspective, like you have a chance to push us in one direction or the other. So it's interesting that you said to live up to its potential. Mm. Yeah, and I think for that to happen, I think that um, every fantasy football league uh, is judged based off of the willingness of the last place finisher to fulfill his or her obligation. Whoa. Whoa. Boom! So in order to go to a legitimate... TikTok, Caleb. (laughs) Mm. So I think that to solidify the league as an overall success of the year... Yeah. Which would be a pretty raging, um, great Gadsby success if you could just get one mm. Monday night to happen. If we could. I'm ready. And then I think that you build off of that and you have a combine. Yeah. And I think that um, the Wonderlick should be included in that. I think Gosh, can you download be. that test? Is that um, like accessible? I feel like they had it in Madden. Like we just have to buy like a copy <laughs> it's of like an Easter egg. Madden 2015. <laughs> With Vince Young. Going to whatever it is. Um, personal mode. Will you come to the stand-up that... I, I mean, I'm at the point where I'm going to make a motion that Caleb isn't even allowed in the league next year unless he does this within the next month. He's out mm. of excuses. Unless he has a kid in the next month. That just That's... makes him more dad in the dad bond. I think. I mean, I think Drew. Oh, no, Zach's going to lose. Right? Zach's already 12th place. Zach lost. Zach. We have a new 12th place finisher. But he gets to choose his punishment. He gets to choose. And it seems like folks are on board with this Chattanooga idea. But, like, we need to kind of, yeah, call our own bluff. That, like, we've achieved this level that this this league can't go backwards is what I hear you saying. I just think if you were to kind of have to fly on the wall in every fantasy football league, there would be very few that would have as robust a culture as the dad bod league. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 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 We're what the uh, league, the show, like dreamed of and satirized, but like in real life. And kind of in a cool way that it brings people together that maybe weren't like super good friends and like you kind of have a legitimate relationship with people. No, valid. So that's kind of that's kind of the real talk aspect. But I think from a um, hilarious narrative perspective, (laughs) um, the whole thing's so very funny (laughs) to me. (laughs) It is because I literally just like to picture that Jamie posted on the group me of our live recording while we're listening to the doing this yeah i mean do you, do you plan to join next year um I, if we afford you a spot yeah i it would be very difficult to me <laughs> i would like to. for me to turn down an invitation tell me this if you would you do join four? will you do four leagues <sighs> yes you give one up i would give one up you'd give one up i would give one up to join the so three is the max yeah yeah oh, I think, so you'd make a small sacrifice to join the dad bots yeah Small sacrifice because this is 
evolved to become my league. I mean, I think we've got a. Ro- <laughs> if you're here in Charlottesville, your, your league. Doctor Wispoy has already said it's sort of you know meant to be. Um, I mean, no joke. In the past, so I'm finishing two weeks. I'm a little bit behind, like Travis and Trey and some of the other dad bods. But in the past couple weeks, I've shifted my kind of diet and protocols. I just weighed myself. I've lost two and a half pounds since last Thursday. Um, and that's for a variety of like shifts and everything. But I'm gonna not going to lie, 75% of my motivator is the combine. <laughs> I've wanted to like lose some of this. Some of it is related to stress, things we mentioned before, um, and it being hard to get outside and that sort of thing. Uh, but I, it was actually that kind of kick in the ass of like, what am I gonna, what am I gonna do here? Like, I need this, and I need to lose like thirty it. pounds by the combine. <laughs> so I don't know if I can maintain this rate. If the combine happens, totally possible. Are you holding the stopwatch for the forty-yard dash? I'll be glad to. Or are you running that? No. Are we going to draft you? No, I think it'd be um, kind of uh, to complete the full circle of life as to my role to start as a timekeeper and end as a timekeeper. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Shaddy, here we come. I also just want to say that on draft night, I lost focus, wasn't paying attention to who was drafted. Went up there, tried to take a player, had already been taken. Mm. You held firm to the rules. Auto drafted Jared Goff for me. Still upset about that. I was about to draft that <laughs> By guy. By far my best I draft was, pick of the season. So. Except Jared Goff, who's done one touchdown and seven interceptions in the past two weeks. But there's something yeah. to do that because I I accidentally I got bit by the rules and I accidentally auto drafted uh, Ronald Jones the second. Um, there, there was a lot of hype sp- on who him. Who is that guy? Pre-draft. Yeah, but it like Sumner was up there. One, two, three, four. Boom! Boom. It's it's like the third string Tampa Bay rookie. But he was a He's high a draft pick, second round pick. He yeah. was a high draft pick. He should have been good. <sighs> should have been good. Line didn't do well in the preseason. There was I mean, yeah. thought maybe you could buy low. I mean, it's no, the bucks. Why would you explode? Why you no, they've the collectively. Bucks? So here we are. This actually. I don't mean to get too meta. We're still get under. Meta. We're under <laughs> an hour in the recording. Um, I've still got time. If the other folks do, do we want to speak a little bit? To I mean, I think different tables have been turned already. Do we want to speak a little bit to like what comes next? Who's going to win? Um, what are we going to vote on becoming silly things like dynasty leagues and? Dynasty leagues. What are you talking about? I mean, that, Didn't we think about that, that this year? That'd be interesting because who's most feared? Before yeah. the draft, there was a lot of momentum towards making a keeper league. Didn't happen because of that's a dynasty league, one right? One or more yeah. damn naysayers. <laughs> Hallelujah. We never outed that particular Hallelujah damn naysayer, did we? There's one particular damn naysayer that we haven't outed, but who I've, is it? I've kind of let it go on the back burner. Do you know, or do you have a guess? I have a guess. We have a guess. Holding on to it. Uh, share it with our holding on. This the last episode. I don't think this is the last episode yet, so we're holding on to it. Jamie has a twinkle in his eye for those listeners at home. But a lot of people have made compelling arguments for this particular league culture, 
and kind of what we've done this year that the redraft actually works better. And I've I been like I've better. been convinced of that argument. Yeah. Um, but do you have any any thoughts on keeper versus redraft every year? <clears throat> I think that um, and if you are going to be able to trade draft picks the night of the draft, I think there has to be that has to give pretty strong evidence that there needs to be a keeper league. Because that could impact what happens, right? For sure. Round seven comes up. You have the fourth pick of the seventh round. And somebody's really desperate because they're two beers overboard and they haven't drafted a legitimate running back yet. That's right. (laughs) And they kind of need one. And so you're kind of like, hmm. But I could... I could Matt actually pick right up now. an awesome, like I could draft who I need to in the eighth round, but then also have a keeper in the eighth round. Like there's some like legitimate strategy there. Right. Interesting. Are so you, I think if you're going to trade draft picks, I think you that, that that would give evidence to keepers is a good idea. Are you, Of your three mm-hmm. leagues, are they all redraft? And are you about to play for any championships? They're all keepers. I will not play for a championship. They're all, all keepers. keepers. That is shocking. So this would be kind of an, a breath of different air. Um, Fresh air? I didn't... I left that out intentionally. I don't know. If we're talking about books, when breath... Gassy, bloated, dad It's awesome. It's awesome. Awesome, awesome. Everyone should read it. I've kind of wanted to talk about this. And you've mentioned several works of literature before. Um, But my only kind of exposure to medicine, outside of being to the doctor from time to time, is through books like Atul Gawande is being mortal. Great book as well. When Breath Becomes Air. Um, the House of God, which my dad recommended last read, week. Have, which I, yeah, yeah, haven't read that one yet. But a lot of my exposure to medicine has been from these doctors that kind of have a little bit of a more literary or philosophical bent. Mm-hmm. And just kind of that approach to medicine and the whole kind of dichotomy of healing versus curing and kind of Mm. this very humanistic personal approach to medicine versus kind of the scientific problem solving method it's it's those two books specifically have like a very beautiful positioning of the works of physicians and the purpose of medicine and and that humanistic role um, so would you mind talking a little bit about like your philosophy of medicine, kind of mm. your journey through <laughs> med school? No, I don't think that's whether beautiful. that's kind of been encouraged or discouraged. Um, yeah, um, can I jump on that real quick? Because uh, no, no, I mean that was really there's a lot there. Dan. I thought there was no. It is there. a lot, but I, I feel like we got there's here. There's a lot there. I feel like we got here. Matt smirking organically. <laughs> I feel like we got here organically. So I just kind of no. Said, I was just gonna say I think there's a lot of beauty and profundity in what Jamie said. I I want to like just jump on it by saying like circling back to what we said earlier. I, I said my dad never brought his work home, but some things I have heard him say before is like. He was in med school when AIDS exploded, didn't know what it was, and you kind of get this commission, right, to be a healer of the sick. Well, what happens when there's no heal in sight? Um, What does it mean to come alongside folks? And my brother just finished his own residency um, and, and chief residency up in Boston where 
and now he works, I mean, he, he kind of splits the fence, uh, straddles the fence on a couple of jobs. He works for Dr. Paul Farmer, is his primary cool. boss. Um, speaking of kind of literary, like kind of this more anthro, Dr. Paul Farmer. You guys a, keep talking about up in Boston. Are you talking about Harvard? The so, Harvard system. So let me, so let me translate. That total asshole-ish like, let me oh, translate. he's in Cambridge. <laughs> let me translate. If anyone associated where the hospital says Boston, you should translate that as Harvard. Continue. <laughs> My brother is one of the, was the chief yeah. resident at, at the Brigham as well. Uh, with Dr. Paul Farmer, is the subject of a book called Mountains Beyond Mountains, but he's also written his own. And he's got his own, Paul Farmer does, not my brother. He's actually going to be here in like a couple hours uh, from Boston. And um, <laughs> 16 or 17 in the podcast. Oh, it'd be wild. My brother's a fucking riot. Um, but, but this anthropological bent, like Paul Farmer is the one who said, oh, you say multi-drug resistant tuberculosis is incurable. I'm going to go alongside those who are suffering from it and ask them what they need. And lo and behold, like kind of cured it. This kind of perspective on medicine that like, what does it mean to come alongside and my brother has taken that I think as his own thing I think he's a little surprised that he followed in footsteps um, but he's now crafted a community health worker program in Palestine um, for people who just don't even have basic checkups on things so I say all this to like fully affirm um, Jamie's question because I think it's a question for all of us as well like where do we find our story in our ostensible calling medicine or not and my is that Frodo? <laughs> this is Frodo, my senile dog. Um, his whole is probably high because he ate one of those cannabis dog treats that I was calmed the other day, and so he can't stop drinking water. He's probably got cotton mouth. Zach, I'll leave it up to you uh, to leave that in or not. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that it's a kind of interesting question of art versus science. I think that you have to have a mastery of science at some point before you can kind of claim it as an art, and I think that. I think often you read stuff by people that are have paid their dues, they're intelligent, they're good at what they've done because they've studied, and then they're able to translate that into art. I think if you try to reverse the two, I think you'll kind of get into some kooky, um, kind of quacky medicine. Um, <laughs> my, I mean, I was not one of those people that always said that I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Um, I think if you were to ask me, even when I was a senior in college, what do you want to do, I would probably would have said I want to coach. Um, and so Coach. my sports, football, basketball. Um, Robert whatever. Cunningham's high school team. Yeah, that would have been great. Uh, <laughs> so, sorry, keep going. Okay. Yeah, and so I kind of, I feel like I stumbled my way into where I am. Um, but I think that's totally my approach. Um, where if, if you were to come to me for an initial visit, we spend the first 10 minutes talking about life that has nothing to do with medicine. Because I, I feel like you were in this really weird space of, where we all really embrace technology and we mm. all um, think that there has to be an answer mm. for everything because if I have a question, I type it into Google, Google tells me what the answer is. I can't remember what the Donna Tartt novel was, I Google it and then I know it's the goldfinch. Mm. Yeah. The problem becomes is that there are so many, there are more questions than there are answers. And I think depending on your worldview, that may be what it is till the end of time. And so I think it's what what is one's disposition both as a patient and a provider when there are no answers. Hmm. 
There, Pete, the comedian Pete Holmes, who grew up in a similar religious tradition to myself, has a beautiful stand-up bit about this on Conan O'Brien. This is a full plug to Google it. But he's just like, we don't know what it is to not know anymore. Th- that knowing feels like not knowing because, like, he, in his example, he's like, he wakes up wondering where Tom Petty is from and he doesn't know. And, like, back in the old, he's like, not in, like, the good old days kind of dad way, but he's just like, there's a, there's a musculature that develops when you don't know and you live in process, but when you can just Google it, that kind of gets stripped away. And we've certainly walked a process and a road here in the dad bod league that was unforeseen not predicted certainly not googleable back when i was listening to that first episode in july july has been that long it's been a long episode one july t-pick covered a lot of ground yeah so now it's december and we're talking about death and dying um (laughs) no but i um full circle yeah, but like I do think that there's. Um, that's what happens when you start eating your own tail. You get to the heart eventually. That's Travis's. No, I mean for real though. That's Travis's dissertation. Death that's and right. Um, I will say that I've read Travis's entire dissertation, and I think that um, I'm, I'm not tell my dad. Um, yeah, tell him. <laughs> um, but I think that like to, um, I think that that is the most succinctly put problem that we find ourselves in. I think everybody is scared to death of dying because we live in an age that is obsessed and addicted to technology. Mm-hmm. I'm the chief of sinners. And I think it's really interesting when you kind of judge the chief resident. Things. That's quite uh, a resume. Yeah. Chief <laughs> resident of sinners. Um, yeah. Uh, Chiefdoms. Are you rooting for the chiefs? I'm not. Sorry, I threw you off your big potent point. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a chiefs guy. Judge me accordingly, but I just am not a chiefs guy. Uh, so right. I love the Giants because they drafted more Ole Miss players than any NFL franchise. Woo! Um, and I will say that what really drew me to the Dad Bod Pod is none other than the Eli Manning, who's on the cover. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the fact that he was talking about our culture's relation to mortality, and we just completely threw him <laughs> off. Right. Anyway. Um, I yeah, feel so kind of bad yeah, right now. So, yeah, so you're kind of talking about philosophy of medicine, but I think it's you have to start with the end of the whole league. Um, and I think, it, un, kind of unfortunately, a lot of people don't think about that, and they yeah. wind up in tough situations that they probably wish they wouldn't have been in. I hear that. There is a lot. There's of, a lot more to say. But we no, can talk about it offline. There's a profundity there because we—that was the tension we were grappling with in episode 14, which is like, is this a life-giving force? Could we be spending our time otherwise? But also, what does it mean to like? take these moments what does it mean to be like fully alive yeah i i I think there's been this question of context where there have been some messages in the group me about like this shouldn't make you real life mad and that's kind of playing at right i think a lot of people in our league are intellectual and like attacking problems from this combative discourse of ideas versus you know we can't completely deny our emotionality and you know, engaging with these things as people as well. Um, but yeah, it all it all bleeds together. Uh, there is no actual separation of, like, this isn't a part of life. And I think we're kind of grappling with that line a little bit of, yes, this league is based in a fantasy world, 
but what is what are the real life implications of that because you can't narrowly segment pieces of your life yeah and i guess that as an outsider i would reframe your question to a statement not what are the real life implications but that there are real life implications Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like i don't think it's a theoretical question i think it's just like it is what it is and if and as like the dad's league continues i think 2018 will be kind of looked back on as the time the cart and horse didn't switch but they just kind of they didn't switch positions but more just kind of what is the horse and what is the cart traded roles um you're smiling because this is going to get edited out <laughs> but I think where I'm like headed headed with that, like as Bonhoeffer said, um, like we no, this is related. <laughs> Matt's already laughing, but like on the death and dying question, um, and and like kind of how do we live our lives now? Like we before we're living in a fantasy world that I think ironically became community this year, and there's been growing pains with that. But like what we've been asking ourselves, especially on this here special bonus episode 15, is now community the horse pulling the cart before it was like kind of the fantasy like uh, these are some guys Travis invited me to like do this thing with and like have we been able to make the full pivot and so there's been some messiness along the way, um, some laughter, some drama and everything. But, like, we could, like, take a moment to, like, pause and normalize that and say, like, you know what? Community is the point, in which case you can justify anything because that is what life is. It's kind of the mess and, like, everything. The sin, so to speak, again, leaning on Bonhoeffer, um, is to try to, like, circle the wagons and hoard. No, this is the way we do things, and we've got the purview on, like, yeah, but, yeah. That was we got really heavy really quick. <laughs> um, what I hear Sumner saying, um, my daughter's gonna burst through the door in about ten to twelve, fifteen minutes, um, which is fine. Uh, is that communities out in front? Would you say that's right? I would say that's right. Community has a chance to stay out front, but it's appropriately enough gonna be our choice. And so that means showing up in person having a combine, maybe having a draft in Chattanooga, definitely having a draft in Chattanooga. Or Vegas. Or Vegas. Um, I vote Chatty. And like that... Oh, no, 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 no. I Back up. Uh, I think on our calendar, assuming this is still ha- happening, um, is the flag football game the day before... Well, I mean, come on. The right. Super Bowl. Hang on, hang on, hang on. There, there the potluck. The potluck. The week before that. There, there's a potluck. Right there. Yeah, just... You guys talk. There's, there's a pilot coming up. When, when is that? That's going to be the uh, the weekend of the NFC Championship? So two weeks before the Super Bowl would be the NFC, and they they still take a two-week break, right? Yeah. Can we talk yeah. about this a little bit? Please. I don't think we've mentioned it on the podcast, but Thanksgiving weekend in the group me, there were so many pictures of people Frying their showing their Thanksgiving feasts. And a lot of this work was done by members of the Dad Bots League. But we had deep fried turkeys. We had, what was it, beer battered chicken? Yeah. What did Zach make? He His family skews the whole turkey thing because 
I didn't post anything, but yeah, there was a lot of turkeys up there and a lot of different varieties. A lot of different varieties, and I was like, wow, the dad bots can It's a full-on Martha Stewart blog. It was, it could have been a, a full blog post of culinary excellence. That's right. This was not people bringing their B game. This was... <laughs> no. It was guys actually almost competing, I dare say. I think it did become a competition, and I was like... We need to have a potluck because it'll be a veritable feast. And I'm looking forward to the yeah. championship weekend now because of that. And we just got to we gotta get something going. That's I've been, right. I've been scouring Pinterest the last couple of weeks. Pinterest. Pinterest. I'm on we there. We need a dad bod's Pinterest board. I'm on there. I work in marketing. I'm on all the social platforms. I'm not very active on any of them. I love cooking. I'm aware. I also love cooking. I also love Seth's cooking and his cocktail making. Yeah. It's super impressive. So to me, looking ahead to next year, I'd love to stay in the league. This has been life-giving for me. If those things like happen first with not making the drafts incidental, but like maybe I'm speaking this a little sore and raw after now being in third place game. Third place. Like It's not about fantasy. If we're going to put all this effort in. It's about community. Right? I came in 10th place this year, and this, I, I was in the playoffs my first two years. That's right. And I enjoyed it. I won some money. That's great. But yeah. this is the most fun I've had, and my team sucked this year. Exactly. There became a point where, like, staying engaged was the end in and of itself. Matt, you're thinking about something? Do you have a question? Sumner, if you had the third round pick next year in the draft. <laughs> who do we think it's going to be? Gurley? Who would you take? Saquon? If I had the third round well, pick. Well, we have to first, we have to I'm, name I'm the top I misspoke. Five. The first. third overall pick. Ooh, the third overall pick. I'm sorry. I apologize. The is third the overall league, pick. Is the league keeper or not? No keeper. It's not going to be keeper. Be but you no have to keeper. name who the top five guys are because he doesn't get his first pick necessarily. So who are you thinking is going to be first next year? Gurley? You tell us. Dalvin Cook and Saquon? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so I think that... Um, I read a blog. Gosh, I mean, I think it's really tough, right? Because I think you have some people that are in a contract here. Hmm. This guy pays attention. So I think that the um, I think that my on my own personal philosophy is look whoever's in a contract here, and you should draft as many of those people as you possibly can. Wow. How's that worked out for you? Pretty well. But you're not in any championship games this year. Correct. Um, I'm saying historically, historically that's been yeah. Um, yeah. no. I mean, I'm kind of my own. It's personal true. Approach. It's it's true. The stats are there. Is that right? Sumner's not saying anything crazy. It's totally true. And yeah, that kind of dovetails with Zach's theory of... But you still haven't answered huh. the question. Not trusting people and change the If I had the third pick, p- pending that every team this year is the exact same as next year. Yeah, so I would think about a James Conner, right? Like Ooh. he um, wow. he's going to be due money. He's going to be in an oh, offense yeah. that... Um, is not going to have like big bends on his last leg. I think that, and yep. depending if you're in a PPR totally. league or not, um, I think that that's also kind of a different question. Yep. Um, I would think about him, but then the other kind of um, foil to that would be where's Le'Veon going to be? Interesting. 
And so I think he would be a really intriguing because I think he's um, not a happy individual. Yeah. It seems like mm-hmm. fantasy has shifted back towards the running back position. There was a little bit of a peak there for wide receivers going pretty early. Yeah, the Calvin Johnson time. era was um, was a good era to yeah. be wide receiver. It's still hard to find a solid wide receiver who produces every week. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's a valuable. Yeah. I mean, you don't. I mean, no one's gonna pick a wide receiver in the first uh, ten picks. Yeah, but, but if you look at the variance between position, there's a greater variance. But like Michael Thomas is like top five in terms of points for the year. Right. But if you were to look at him as like an overall player, that's true. Like mm. that's true. His his nader is right. Um, pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm going to preemptively say that Sumner's already my most feared if he's in the league with this kind of uh, well, analysis. I just, you know, contract years, guys. I just, I just wanted to give you a taste of what's to come, okay? <laughs> this is who you're dealing with. This is who you could make him in trades with next year, you know, during the year, during the draft. Uh, so watch out. The, I mean, I Sumner's think, coming. Yeah, and the true test of league culture, there's been chatter and reveals that some guys might not be living in Charlottesville right now. We're eleven and one, but it might expand. I might be one of those one. It's hard to say. Um, I think there's like six people. Oh up come in on, the there's right like. Now. But I would say that like I would say I say we expand to fourteen. I'd be surprised if less than twelve or thirteen of the original guys were still. If you want to get meta again, we can ask the question. Please, of, always uh, is culture uh, limited to. Any sort of ge- geographical confines. So that's what I was saying. Are we going to like kind of prove ourselves and say like dad bods exists of its own accord? And even if four to six guys move out of Charlottesville, does it stand alone? I because I I'm about to say if I move to California, I will still fly to Chattanooga for draft weekend. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I will say so. So Michael Benz left this league. That opened up a slot for Cody. Cody, right. Cody joins the league. He's actually here. He actually participates. Yeah. If Cody doesn't join the league, Sumner doesn't join the league, probably. Could be. Maybe not. Um, you know, all, all these different connects. Kind of boom, 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 boom. I don't know. It's important to be here. Yeah, but hey, look. I just am, need to make some money. I just am thankful for my role. I'm happy to assume the same role. This doesn't need to what be What is a, your role? Um, innocent bystander, and if you need a timekeeper and combine facilitator, right, I can do that. And I mean, I think seventy-five percent of your role to yourself after this episode is kind of uh, leeching off some of our analysis. I'm no offense. <laughs> I cannot deny that I have been the. Theoretical mm. beneficiary of the dad bod oh, Yeah, have you added more or have you given more to the league? Oh, oh, yeah. I oh, think I'm, you yeah. you I drafted Nick sure Chubb. Taken more. What an unfair qu- what? You drafted Nick Chubb. What else have you sort of sort of gleaned? Well, no, I just saying like my overall contribution to the league has been do not uh, sell yourself short dismal um no. at best oh my we're, god we're if we um, looked at the most popular posts of all time for one thing i think there's some inflation and in um, i think that's right if you join the league and maybe engage more that number could go down some of those likes were like oh my god this guy's like validating our existence yes. you might have peaked early for sure and we talked about this a little bit 
with Cody during his episode. Um, but you're also one of the people that we know the least about. That's right. Because he was a there, bot. There's this kind of tension of like not wanting to like be too aggressive or like too forceful towards people. But like, are you a part of this league because you're looking for more community? And are there better ways for us to do that? Or is it kind of this thing where, like, you know it's there if you want to be involved more? So, like, is that on us of, like, are there things that we could do to be more inclusive? Or No, not at all. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no. Um, uh, My role is um, pretty minimal, and I think it's kind of a hilarious role to assume. It's been a great Um, addition. (laughs) To have like kind of this phantom figure, yeah. Of, like, um, yeah, we I've, have this thing. Yeah, this, and I've kind of enjoyed it, being. We call it Sumner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I've kind of enjoyed being that uh, <laughs> ambiguous thing that nobody really knows what to do with. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and I'm. Yeah, there's nothing that needs to change. You're like Paul Bettany's character in like the Avengers movie. You've kind of jumped out of the mainframe now, um, and you're about to become Vision. <laughs> Uh, next year, we just need to give you an Infinity Stone, or you, maybe you are the Infinity Stone maybe so. that we Who need knows? to protect to protect the league. I don't understand how this fits into the Everest metaphor, but or analogy. Uh, not good question. Stones. We might need to call it an episode before <laughs> Zach gets uh, pissed at us. Um, is this going to be the last podcast? No. Stop saying that, Seth. Why are you saying that? It was uh, a question. I didn't is, say anything. What has given any indication that this is the last podcast? I, you know oh, I'd be the last the, person to say it'd be the is last. Is this the last pod for season one? No. That's a good question. It's not. So, no. I, Throw I it to Sumner. Now. Sumner, what do you want the next episode to be? I think the, I think the commissioner needs to answer to his people. There, there's been some secret <laughs> talk about interviewing Nameless Wives. Possibly four on one you episode. You just made it definitely not a secret. It's a secret. <laughs> it's um, very secret, a secret to me. Do you want that? I'd just from my own standpoint. Be amazing. I'd be interested. I bumped into a nameless wife at uh, Market Street Market today, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I heard about the drama a couple weeks ago." And right. I'm not going to say who she was married to. <laughs> we need to talk but, like, about that. Like her kid was there, and like we're like in line buying cheese and butter, and she's all of a sudden being like, "Yeah, I know so and so." Like, and I was like. This has really jumped the shark now. This was literally today. Who was so, this nameless wife? It was I'd, bleep, bleep. <laughs> Jamie. self edit I think we need to talk to a couple names. Because for me, kind of the way that I've just seen season one unfold is it's been like this kind of setting of the playing field. We have been introduced to everyone. We kind of have... Some That's ideas right. of who everyone is. It's Marvel's phase one. We're running with this new analogy. But basically all we've done is introduce everyone. That's right. And I think there's two people that we haven't heard from. One, how do the wives feel about this? I would talk to my wife. I, Matt would talk to his wife. We don't have wives. So we need to talk to some wives to see what their thought we're, on we're trying. this 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 unnameless. I think there's a lot thing. that have thoughts about this. I think they would have thoughts <laughs> that we need to hear about. So we want to talk Good to some thoughts. of them. The second one is we have at least two or three unknown listeners that are not part of the league, and I think we need to talk to them basically to hit on that question of why. That's why, right. Why do you listen to this? Right. I don't even listen to this. I listen to some. Of oh this. no. But. <laughs> 
So those are the two episodes I want to have, and then I think like one wrap up episode with the commissioner, the commissioner, the league winner, the league loser, and Caleb if he still hasn't done his freaking stand up yet. Oh my god, if he doesn't, what do his what are you doing? I'm gonna quit the league. Because Explain yourself. There's two options in Charlottesville right now, Caleb. I mean, I the, the league is dead if you don't like honor the the symptoms of the role. So, Dad Bod, uh, my own kid is here. Um, this is creepy. This is creepy. This is the creepiest thing. So, we have a motion on the table to let my dad in, and I might motion that we let Sumner in next year. Does anyone second? I second. I second. I'm not seconding that yet. No, we, we throw it to the league, and... Um, it's, a, it's official. The proposition's out. <laughs> We've fallen down a well. Sumner, thanks so much. I thought y'all had to have goals for these things. Yeah. Validating and super majorities. Thanks so much for validating and sort of mocking our existence yeah. by coming today. My pleasure. Do you have any closing thoughts? Any anything that we did not allow you to answer today because Seth and I talk too much. I'll see y'all at the combine. I talk too much. It's great you to see you. Much. It's great to have you. I talk yeah. way too much. We'll see you at the combine. But not in real life. Fall down a well. You don't talk too much. Hey, real quick, who's going to win? Jamie, Steven? Steven. Matt, Cody? Cody. Cody. I'm cheering for Cody. Cody's the better storyline. I hope it's Cody. Team Destiny. I'll go with Cody. Cody, that means you're buying beer for the potluck. Peace. Go fall in a well.